Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 153. How are you, my lovely warriors? So it's 6.20 a.m. in the morning here. <laughs> I, I had to get up. I had to get up and record a podcast because of the construction across the road. It's so loud all day, every day, 7 till 5 p.m. <laughs> so here I am standing in my living room. My two boys are asleep. My voice sounds like this sexy, deep morning voice. <laughs> and at 6.20 a.m., I have my coffee. We're going to record a podcast episode together so I can ship her out today. She's been on my mind for over a week. And I don't like when that happens because it leaks energy. I often tell my warriors, you know, if we leave a loop open, that loop leaks energy from us. So what we want to do is have less loops in life, but also we want to close the loops. So here I am with you closing the loop. Uh, and I also want to gift you this podcast episode because I think it's on a really important topic. Today, we're going to talk about how to overcome uncertainty and enjoy the process. But as I promised, I am going to give you a bit of an update uh, of my world, what's going on. I want to talk to you about the event of the year that went down last weekend, which was the Warrior School Building Powerful Relationships event. I'm going to talk to you about our new campaign that we're running early next year. But first, I'll talk to you about Australia. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. I went to Australia for almost a month. It had been three years since I had been home. So I spent lots of time with my family. I have two sisters, two younger sisters who have lots of little humans. I have five nieces and nephews. So I got to 
stay at the old Bow Ranch with my mum and my dad and spend lots of time helping my dad around the house in the yard. Uh, and I got to spend lots of time with my nieces and my nephews, which was super cool. She was also quite a, a busy trip. Uh, I went to Newcastle for a weekend and did a business coaching event day with Creator Club. There were 35 of us in a room. The energy was just next level. <laughs> I love those two words. You're going to hear me using them a lot in 2023. It was an epic weekend. Uh, I got to connect with some really cool women that are part of Creator Club that are also in the health uh, coaching training space. So we shared an Airbnb together. We woke up for uh, the sunrise to drink coffee and swim in the ocean. We got to connect with all of these amazing small business owners, coaches and creatives. I got to do a podcast with my dear friend and business coach, John Marsh. She was epic. Then I spent a couple more weeks at home with my family and I did a little bit of work. And then I went to Sydney to meet Kitty, Leela and Libby. We all met online a few years ago and we've built a really powerful relationship together. Uh, we're each other's cheerleader. We chat most days uh, and it was a very cool experience to meet these women in real life and actually be in the room with them and to sit at a table with them, literally. So you know that I talk about the importance of filling your room with powerful women and asking yourself, who do I want to sit at the table with? These women do amazing work. Uh, they're very inspiring and it was just a privilege to sit at many tables over the weekend uh, with them. And we ate lots of delicious food. We laughed a lot. Uh, it, was, it was a very magical experience. Then I quickly went to Melbourne to see my best girlfriend, Kat. Flew back to Sydney and then I came home. And it took me actually... A few days to settle in. I felt, I felt sad. I felt a little anxious. I felt pressured to get back to it, get back to work. Uh, and so I took, you know, four or five days just to feel, feel the feelings, feel the emotions, allow myself to settle back into the rhythm here in the north, and I'm back. Uh, and we just had an epic event on the weekend inside Warrior School. It was the event of the year. And I got to fill rooms again with powerful women. So I got my website redone uh, a few months ago, earlier in the year. And I was on a call with my website designer and she told me that there was one line that was written in the copy that I gave her that she absolutely loved and it really blew her mind. 
And that line was, life is too short to be in relationships you don't like, especially with your body and training. And I believe it. I absolutely believe it. You deserve more. You deserve more passion, desire, power, fun. You deserve powerful relationships. So I decided that our end of year event just had to be on relationships. I've spoken before about my fascination with relationships. You know, when they started, how they grew. Uh, And I truly believe that it is the relationship that we have with the thing. So food, training, ourselves, that is what we need to focus on. So often we focus on the very small detail. Uh, We obsess about a particular food that we should or shouldn't eat when we really need to zoom out and look at the relationship that we have with food. Look at the food story. Look at uh, who modeled the, the food relationship growing up. What impact did they have? And so I'm obsessed with relationships. And when I talk about relationships, I'm not talking about, you know, our intimate relationships. I think often the mind will connect the word relationship to intimate relationship. While that is a part of it, the the way that I love to look at it is, you know, I talk often about the red umbrella and how the umbrella is us, like our nervous system then we have all of these prongs that make up our nervous system, uh, that make up, you know, how well the body's functioning, how happy we are, how healthy we are. And if one or more of those prongs isn't working right, therefore we've got, you know, a breakdown in the system, in um, our nervous system, in our happiness. So I invited the warriors on the weekend as I was introducing the the topic and the concept to think of it as an umbrella. And we have all of these different relationships. So all of the prongs in an umbrella represent a relationship that we have in our life. We're in relationship with everything and everyone. And what is the quality of that relationship like? The relationship that you have with yourself is the number one relationship that you will have in this life. And life is too damn short for bad relationships, especially with yourself and training. When we don't have powerful relationships, it stops us from getting the thing that we want and from achieving our goals. So when I asked my warriors, what does a powerful relationship look like or feel like to them? Here are some of their responses. Joy, total confidence in myself, abundant energy, grounded, connected, learning and curiosity, peaceful, confident, communication through connection and understanding, making connection. I had three guest speakers, three powerful women come into the Zoom room 
uh, and speak about building powerful relationships. Ruby Marsh kicked it off with talking about how we can have more prosperity in 2023. I asked her to come in and talk about the importance of building a powerful relationship with our vision and money. Ruby and John are the creators of Creator Club and they're my business coaches. They're also my very dear friends, but we do a lot of work in Creator Club around our vision for our business. And I've done a lot of work with John and Ruby around my relationship with money and my money story, which we can totally do another podcast episode on. Uh, It's actually a really cool relationship to uh, work on. So Ruby came in and she spoke to us about prosperity and, you know, I really love that word. She asked us how we could bring more prosperity into 2023. But one of the really cool things that resonated with a lot of the women in her presentation was this idea of SCAs, so small, consistent action. And I love me an SCA, (laughs) SCAs are essential for us to build the life that we want. SCAs are essential for us to build a powerful, sustainable, and successful training practice. Small, consistent action. So she asked the warriors, what small, consistent action could they take to support their vision for 2023? And I'm going to throw that question to you. You know, if you think about your vision for 2023, uh, or we could also say goals for 2023, what, what is the small consistent action that you can take today that's going to move you towards that vision or that goal? Then Leela Lutz spoke about how to build a powerful relationship with food. And we actually didn't talk about food, uh, We spoke about the importance of self-parenting and balancing the mother archetype and the father archetype. And this was such a cool session and such a, a really cool way to view this topic of food and logging and tracking. So... What we're not very good at is self-regulating and self-parenting. And so we explored this idea of what it looks like to self-parent. And then a lot of us have an imbalance between the mother archetype and the father archetype. And the mother archetype is about love and nurture. And the father archetype is about power and boundaries and structure, uh, And often we see this imbalance between the two, but we need both of them to have a powerful relationship with food. So she spoke about the importance of self-parenting and being kind to ourselves, nourishing ourselves, because that is an act of love. And also balancing that with organization and structure and logging Because that fulfills the father archetype. And together, they create this really powerful relationship with food. And then on the second day 
I ran the session on how to build a powerful relationship with training. And one of the things that we spoke about was our next level campaign. And in January, we're running a campaign um, off of this next level idea called the Warrior Queen Cycle. And it's going to be 12 weeks. We're focusing on three big lifts. So deadlift Warrior Queen, squat Warrior Queen and pull up Warrior Queen. It's going to be about big PRs and big confidence. So it's actually an upgrade or it's taking the strength in your confidence challenge that we ran in October and just taking it to the next level. So the warriors are actually going to do a 90 day challenge and it's all focused on strength and building their deadlift, their squat and their pull up. So we're going to see big PRs, big energy and big confidence. Then Jessica Ash presented on Saturday on how to build a powerful relationship with yourself. I love being in a room with this woman. She brings the energy uh, and she shared seven practices that really help us build a powerful relationship with ourselves. And I'm going to list them uh, for you, but, you know, she went into such cool detail and we really explored these seven practices. The first was awareness and communication. The second was active listening and honoring our body. The third practice was holding our emotions with curiosity. The fourth deep self-compassion, the fifth, trusting intuition, aka trusting our gut, six, reconnection or somatic experience, and seven, prioritizing your inner peace. It was such a powerful, epic event, uh, and I'm so excited to do it again next year. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. And I think it's even going to be live. Uh, One of my visions for 2023 for Warrior School is to do more live events. So that is on the plan for 2023. I am taking uh, some time off between Christmas and New Year from one-on-one work with my Warriors and from live coaching calls. But I actually am doing a lot of planning for Warrior School in 2023. So I'm really excited. I've just started to plan out all of our campaigns for next year. I'm going to plan uh, the live events. And so that's what I'll be doing between Christmas and New Year's. Okay, so today I want to talk about ambivalence or uncertainty. I want to lose weight and slim down. I want to build muscle and be strong. I want more energy. I don't want to track my food. I want to be healthy, but I'll just get the weight off quickly first. I don't want to get too bulky. I want to look lean and toned. I want to do things differently this time. It's taking too long. (laughs) How often have we said and heard these two phrases? 
Training ambivalence or training uncertainty is the experience of contradictory thoughts and feelings towards our training and our body and our health. It's the uncertainty we feel about what we need to do to help us achieve our goals. And when we feel uncertain, we feel really uncomfortable. And that discomfort makes us crave a definitive answer. We, we just want the answer. <laughs> so we force ourselves one way or another, often really quickly, so we can get rid of the discomfort, find the answer, and then not be ambivalent, be very certain and achieve the goal. <laughs> so it usually falls along a couple of different lines, which I wanted to talk to you about. But I see ambivalence a lot within the women's health and fitness space. Fitness culture and diet culture are built on our ambivalence. <laughs> they actually thrive on our uncertainty and our ambivalence around our health, our training, our food. So I've been going to uh, the sauna doing deliberate hot and cold exposure for about four or five months now. And it's really interesting to sit in a sauna with a group of, you know, nine other humans and sometimes just be an observer to their conversations. And obviously we're, you know, we're there and it's a, it's a practice that has to do with our health. And so a lot of the conversation is around health and training and food. But you can hear the uncertainty in the conversations uh, around what we should eat, how we should train, how we should be healthy. And I, you know, I've been an observer of these conversations for many years now, over a decade. And I was having a conversation with one of my warriors before I went away to Australia. And she, I would say she's like the queen of ambivalence, of uncertainty. <laughs> and we're really doing a lot of work around that. And, you know, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. Obviously, you know, the culture has been leading us and the culture is very confusing. And so many women, we don't know how to lead ourselves uh, in this health training food space. And that's why they come to warrior school. Yeah, they come into warrior school so they can learn how to lead themselves. That is what we do. Uh, they're all on individualized training programs and I teach them how to train so they can lead themselves in their training and have a powerful relationship with training. Uh, we work on their health markers and creating a strong food strategy through our one-on-one -on -one coaching work so they can lead themselves with their food. And so a lot of us, we, we feel really uncertain around what to do to actually achieve our goals. Uh, we feel really uncertain around what to eat, how to train. And that's because the culture has fed us a lot of things that are really contradictory. 
Uh, and so then therefore, we have a lot of contradictory thoughts and feelings <laughs> towards our training and our body and our food. And it all gets confusing and it's a mess. <laughs> so, so we feel, you know, we feel really ambivalent. And then we start to notice that there's this never ending conversation in our mind and it pulls us in different directions. So, you know, we have this, this conversation of, I hate the way I look and I hate my tummy rolls and I hate how my arms feel. I want to lose weight and slim down. But then we have this other side that, you know, I, I want to have energy and I do want to feel strong and I want to build muscle. So it tugs at us and we go back and forth, this, this fun, never ending conversation and all of these contradictory thoughts and feelings. And that can leak a lot of energy that in itself, just this this uncertainty around what we should do leaks so much energy out of us. So when women come into warrior school and I give them a plan that meets their body where it's at, that shuts off that open loop of uncertainty and ambivalence. Most of the time, you know, some of the time they have freakouts and, you know, they have, a, you know, these contradictory thoughts and feelings rear their ugly head and they, they feel a lot of friction. But often what happens is that they just, <sighs> they feel so much better when someone is leading them someone who's been there before or worked with hundreds of women before. And there's this sureness, there's this certainty in their plan. And that's such a cool feeling because a lot of women, and I'm sure you felt this too, that for years or decades that you felt this ambivalence, uh, this uncertainty, this friction that gets created inside you, this unsureness. So when I was having this conversation with um, one of my warriors who really loves to dance in this space of ambivalence and uncertainty, I said to her, how would it feel if you were in a social setting and you heard someone talking about what they were trying with their food or their training and you could sit and you could feel so sure and confident in what you're doing that that doesn't shake you. It doesn't bring up contradictory thoughts and feelings. You don't start to question yourself. And she said, that would be one of the most amazing things that could happen to me. And I think a lot of you listening would would agree. It's, you know, we get so many messages from the culture, from Instagram, from our friends around what we should do and shouldn't do and what the best thing um, is to do and, you know, try this and try that. But what if we truly knew what to do for us that we didn't feel that uncertainty. We didn't question ourselves. 
So for example, I can sit in a space like the sauna and I can hear all of these conversations about what people are trying and you know what they're doing in their training or with their food. And I can sit into this sureness and certainty that what I do works for me because I've done it for over a decade. And I know it works for me because I have the evidence. I have the evidence through my health markers. I have the evidence through my training. And there is not any ambivalence or uncertainty within me when I hear other people talk about what they are doing. And wouldn't that be so cool to be able to sit into ourselves and have that confidence and certainty to know that we are on the path, the right path for us. And this is, you know, all of my warriors, they're on a plan that's meeting them where they're at and it's helping them get to where they want to go. So I just wanted to talk about when we feel this uncertainty and we, we get uncomfortable, this um, feeling of being uncomfortable makes us crave this answer. So we force ourselves one way or another. And often what we're going to do is that we force ourselves into a quick fix or we run. So this is option one. Ah. <laughs> uh, So we either we cut and we run from the feelings and thoughts by taking action. And so often this action is very reactive. It's a quick, quick fix and it doesn't support us. So this is, you know, maybe we read something or we see someone doing something uh, and we get all of these contradictory thoughts and feelings and then we question what we're doing. We feel really uncertain, which makes us feel really uncomfortable. And then we're like, I don't like this feeling and I don't think what I'm doing is working. So I'm going to force myself and I'm just going to run from the feelings and the way that I can fix these thoughts and feelings and be, be more certain is by taking action. And I'm going to take really quick action. It's going to be reactive. It's going to be a quick fix and... It doesn't support us, but it feels good and right in the moment because we want to get away from the feeling of being uncertain, being uncomfortable. Uh, Sometimes we run away. (laughs) We stop doing the program or following the plan altogether uh, because trying to figure it out is uncomfortable and hard. Trying to figure it out is uncomfortable and hard. The long way home is uncomfortable and hard. The reason why it is uncomfortable and hard is because you have to learn the language of your body. You have to learn how to support your body powerfully. You have to figure out how to create a food strategy that works for you, how to create a training plan that is successful and sustainable for you. That's why it feels hard. And this is why I believe that working with a coach who can give you a clear plan is so much more powerful. So that is another thing that we love to do. We love to run away. So we stop doing the thing. Uh, It feels easier to avoid it. Or we start over consuming more information to give us the answer instead of trying to figure out what we need to do right now for us. And that's a really big one is that, 
as soon as we start to feel ambivalent or uncertain or we start to question what we're doing, we start to overconsume information to give us the answer uh, instead of actually going for option two and trying to figure it out. So option two is that we hold the ambivalence and uncertainty and we let the body lead us. <laughs> and this is a really hard one because uncertainty takes up emotional real estate in every relationship. And it takes up a lot of emotional real estate in our relationship with our health, our body, training and food. It all just depends on how much emotional real estate we let it take up. So we often think that we need to resolve the tension and come to a resolution really quickly, that we need the answer. So we force, we force, force, force. But if we take option two, uh, this option just asks us to sit with the feeling of ambivalence or uncertainty for a while, to stop trying to fix it or justify it um, and just sit with it. And this is a really hard one. So if we're in a situation and we hear someone, you know, over the holidays, and this will come up a lot, people saying things about food or about, you know, their health journey or their weight loss journey or their training. And those things that they say are going to create some friction. They could be triggering. And then they're going to bring up, potentially they're going to bring up some contradictory thoughts and feelings, um, you may start to feel ambivalent or uncertain about what you're doing. And I invite you to just hold that ambivalence and uncertainty. Just sit with it. Because it's okay to feel that. It's okay to feel uncertain. Uh, it's okay to have these thoughts and feelings that are contradictory. But we've got to sit with it. Also, it's, you know, it can be really helpful if you're working uh, with a coach and you have someone that leads you because this is something that you can really bring into the coaching work together. And I coach a lot of women in Warrior School about this, about this very topic, this feeling of uncertainty and being ambivalent and really just sitting, sitting with it uh, that you, we don't need to resolve the tension. We don't need to come to a resolution the body will lead us. We've always got to come back to, well, the body never lies and the body is the boss. So what is the body telling us? Is what we're doing working for us? What are our health markers telling us? And if the body is telling us that the plan that we're on is working for us, then we need to be aware of that. You know, we need to bring that into the light. So I've got a few prompts for you, a few questions. Where are you holding ambivalence? Maybe, you know, you could think of a relationship. In that relationship, is there ambivalence? So in your relationship with food, where are you holding ambivalence or uncertainty? Or in your training, where do you feel uncertain? How is it showing up? So is it showing up, you know, through option one, 
where you keep, you know, being reactive and uh, trying to run away from the feelings and thoughts by taking action? Do you stop doing certain programs or working with people because trying to figure out is it trying to figure it out is uncomfortable and hard? Do you overconsume information? Like how is it showing up? This uncertainty, this ambivalence. And the third question is, what would you like to be sure of? Okay, warrior, I'm going to leave you with those prompts on uncertainty and ambivalence. And I just wanted to finish off the podcast episode talking about the hard parts. (laughs) So how to enjoy the process or how to enjoy the hard parts. One of my secrets to success in my training, in my health, Uh, even in my business is that I enjoy the hard parts. I enjoy the challenge and I believe in my own strength to move through the hard parts, the hard stuff. So, so many women or humans uh, try to avoid the hard parts They don't like them. It's uncomfortable. Uh, So I started to think about the people that I know in my life who really enjoy doing hard things. And, you know, I was thinking, why? You know, why do they enjoy doing hard things? Getting strong is really hard. It's really hard. (laughs) And it takes a long time to build proper strength is really hard. It's hard work. And I'll often tell this, you know, to my warriors when they start that building a foundation, learning to train the right way, because We weren't taught this Uh, and to get strong, to get those big, long lasting results that you want, it's going to be hard. (laughs) It is also fun, Uh, but at the start, you know, it feels really hard. I was on a podcast with Leah, one of my warriors, and she was just sharing her journey. One of the things we were talking about. Uh, you know, when a lot of women start to build a proper foundation and they learn to train the right way, I slow them way down and we focus on body weight strength, building a consistent training practice, learning to move properly with quality, because that's how I believe we build proper strength uh, is taking it back to body weight strength, learning how to own our own body to own the movement patterns and a lot of friction comes up at the start because it's hard and it's slow and then you know we get to this place in our training and it's around nine to twelve months where we've built this foundation but that nine to twelve months is it's really hard work 
Uh, it feels slow. There's a lot of friction that gets created. But then we get to this place where we have a consistent training practice. You know, we are, we have a good foundation. We know basic movement patterns. It feels good to train. We are actually enjoying training. We're having fun. And now I say to them, okay, let's go. We're just getting started. And then it becomes a different kind of hard because then we get to push to this next level. We get to lift heavy weights. We get to increase the complexity of our training. And that is totally different kind of hard. (laughs) But getting strong is really hard work. It's not linear either. There will be things that come up in your training journey. Uh, Injury, sickness, travel, all of these things impact our training practice, our training experience. But we have to actually train really hard. And, you know, 13 years ago, my coach taught me how to train properly, how to train the right way. He also taught me how to train hard, really hard. And I fell in love with the hard parts and I really enjoy the hard in getting strong. Building a business is hard. (laughs) Building a business from scratch is really hard. Learning about systems and structure and finances and models and you know using different platforms and marketing and sales and all of these skills you know building a business is very hard that's why a lot of people don't do it building a big successful business is really hard Creating a deep and meaningful relationship that has novelty and playfulness is hard. Deliberate heat and cold exposure is hard. (laughs) There are a lot of hard things in life and I think it's okay that it's hard. But what makes it way more fun is if we can enjoy the hard parts. (laughs) You know, I love training and I love lifting a heavy weight even though it's hard I love the feeling of doing that I also love the result we do need to try and enjoy the hard parts without putting so much weight on the outcome or the result but it is a really cool part of doing hard things the success the outcome the goals But what I say to my warriors all of the time is that you need to fall in love with your training. If you love your training and you show up consistently and you train hard, you're going to get the results. The byproduct is that you build very cool strength. You build muscle. You change your body composition. You lose fat. That's the byproduct of loving your training of showing up because you enjoy it. Showing up because you enjoy the hard part. You enjoy how hard it is. 
So it's not just enjoying the result of the hard part, but actually enjoying the hard part. So enjoying the friction you feel when you're learning a new skill and it feels hard and wonky and you don't want to do it and you don't like it. But you know that if you keep practicing and you keep doing that hard thing, that you will get the result, but you need to enjoy the hard work of developing the skill. And this is a big one for me because I only like to do things that I am really good at. So when my coach would give me a new skill, I wouldn't enjoy that hard part of developing the skill. I would just want the result. But over the years, I've learned to enjoy the hard work that it takes to develop the skill. So I actually enjoy the development of a skill more than actually getting the skill. I enjoy the hard work of it. So lifting heavy weights is hard. And we don't want to just focus on the result, the actual number of weight lifted. We want to try and enjoy the hard work we put into getting to the weight. You know what? It's a great time. It's such a great time when you go into the gym and you enjoy training hard. You enjoy the hard parts. You enjoy lifting heavy weights, learning a new skill. It's really exciting. (laughs) Lifting a heavy weight when you are strong is really fun. And I think, you know, that's another thing I was thinking about. When we're not strong, when we're in pain, when we feel weak, it's not fun. (laughs) And we don't enjoy the hard parts. And I get that. I remember, you know, being flat on my back on the floor, unable to get up. And those first, you know, six months rehabbing my back and trying to rebuild strength, it was not fun. It was really hard. But the stronger I got, the more fun that I had. And so think about that. Yeah. Maybe think about why you don't want to go to the gym or why you don't want to train because it's going to be hard at the start. Yeah, you're not going to be strong. You're going to be weak. You might be in pain. It's going to feel uncomfortable and it's not going to be fun, but you've actually got to show up and you've got to start a practice and you've got to move through the hard part, and then you can get to the fun part. (laughs) So if you want to enjoy the hard parts, the secret is to get stronger, physically and mentally. Okay, warrior, I just wanted to just touch on the hard parts, you know, this uh, building powerful relationships with our food and ourselves and our body and training, it's hard. But I invite you to try and enjoy the hard parts, enjoy the friction, enjoy the uncertainty, enjoy the challenge. We don't just find joy 
uh, and fun and enjoyment when we get to the result. We need to find it along the way and enjoying the hard parts, falling in love with our training will help us get the result that we want, will help us live into the vision. So if you want to feel more certain and you want to enjoy the hard parts of this journey, the secret is that you need to get stronger. You need to get stronger physically. This is why you need a training practice that works with your body, meets you where you're at, builds a strong foundation. We all need to be strong physically. And then we need to get stronger mentally. And this is why I also love training. Because training literally trains that mental muscle. So if you need support in enjoying the hard parts, in feeling more certain and confident in what you're doing, if you need support in creating a successful and sustainable training practice, you've got to come and check out Warrior School. It's my online coaching program for women. I teach them how to get strong through individualized training, one-on-one coaching and group coaching. They're all on their own plan that helps them feel certain and helps them enjoy the hard parts and gets them results, gets them really cool, long-lasting results. So click the link in the show notes to learn more. Applications will open mid-January. They're only going to open four times next year. So we'd love to have you. Okay, Warrior, it was a pleasure uh, to be in your ears. Thank you for whacking me in. I am going to go and have breakfast and walk Hank. Uh, They are just about to start construction across the road. So it was a pleasure to spend time with you and I'll talk to you soon. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.